they talk about secret menus on like in and out. You are listening to the Gas Digital Network. You started it? You started it. Okay. Bill, Jess, we're here, guys. We're here. Welcome back to Slick and Thick. It's real now. It's real now. I've been waiting to go live. I know all you rabid fa- Slick and Thick fans are pissed. And G almost had a conniption. Almost died again. As well they should be. Almost died again. G almost died again. But uh, I'm joined here. I'm obviously Mickey Gall. I'm the young warrior king from the USA, more specifically New Jersey. Joined by my co-host, Wild Bill Hendrickson. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> These giggles have been brought to you by Rudy's Flowers, WI.com. That's Rudy's Flowers, WI.com. If you want to giggle like Wild Bill Hendrickson, you will go to Rudy's Flowers, WI.com. Well, G, you're alive, dude. Hey. Dude, I heard you died. Yeah, and, and whoever in the comments said, rest in pudding, I will find you, and I will shake your hand. That's hilarious. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> uh, you came up with that. Yeah, dude, I, I heard you were dead. Yeah, and like I called, told I called you one time. You told everybody I called I one dead. time, and you didn't answer your phone. Yep. So I was like, for sure, you're dead. I, maybe I got bad information. I also think I talked to Didi the Witch. Yep. And I said to bring you back to life. So yes. are you sure you weren't dead? Nope. Not positive. You're not positive, right? Not How positive. would you know? How would anybody know? Unless maybe you like crossed over to the other side. Yeah, I crossed over Did and you? I came back. Did you cross over? I didn't cross over. But speaking no of crossing over, over we have Jess Fox here. <laughs> What's going on, Jess? What's up? Now, Jess, is uh, is is Jessica? How do you go? What's 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 the moniker? It's here? usually Jessica, but people say Jess. Yeah, yeah, it's either or. All right. So, how old is Jessica? Really? Yeah. Well, Jessica's right off the bat with old, the hard hitting right? questions, huh, yeah. ah, G? Yeah. Let's go with late forties. Nice. Yeah. I like that. So we like to start the show off. You don't look a day over thirty nine. Since I came back to life, I've had a new outlook. And uh, I think uh, we should all so you engage did in that. Huh? You did die. No, but the cynical side of me died, Mick. And what was reborn is this, this beautiful optimist that sees nothing but the good in people. Wow. And that's wow. why I want to ask you. I wonder what you. had that effect on you. Sex. So, <laughs> lots of good sex. That'll do it. Now I feel better. And all I'm right. reborn in, like, like, you know, a part of me came out of a vagina again. And now I feel reborn. Thank you. It made a noise that was similar to... What was that to, noise you were doing noise? before? No, nah, that was you nah. blew it. You blew Come it. Come on. Oh, you want the noise? The yes, noise. the yeah, noise. <laughs> oh, that wasn't quite it either. Uh, it sounded like there was, it was like like something dropping in a mm. like it was liquid dropping in like a bowl. Do it again, Bill. One more yeah. time. Bill, if you're gonna sit in the big guy's seat when you're called upon, you got you got to fucking perform, buddy. Oh, this is horrible. Oh, <laughs> that like, was that's, bad. That's, that's that was that's, bad. That's Police it, Academy it, it, Five. Yeah, it wasn't nearly as offensive the, yeah, as, that's as it was Shack the first two. time. Um, right. So, give me one thing you're grateful for here, Mick, on this beautiful Monday. Thing. Oh my goodness. I'm grateful for. Yeah. I'm grateful for my family's health. Mm. All right. I'm glad everyone's healthy and happy. That's a good and one. My family. I love my family. Oh, oh, this guy loves his family. What a. F- <laughs> Hey, leave me alone, guys. <laughs> what the heck? Bill, what are you grateful for? Beautiful day in South Florida. Uh, and may I say, without the sun, yeah. nothing exists. Right? Nothing exists. We don't see anything but what is illuminated by the sun. Hanachi. True. Hanachi. Yeah, you know? Yeah, there's no... Uh, they turn out the sun. We don't see... We're walking around like... Yep. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm sure the people with melanoma are super grateful for the sun. <laughs> What? <laughs> so, Jess, what we got? What are you grateful for? Um, being here. 
Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Something different. Have you done podcasts before? No, never. This is your first one? Yes. Yeah. We're taking our pod virginity. Yeah. Yeah. Popping pod We're cherries excited. over here. Yeah. Yeah. Keep popping uh, pod cherries. I'm uh, grateful for uh, Cherry Coke Zero. Because it spikes my sugar without actually giving me any. So, you know, it's got like, uh, it's keeping me at 1.99 diabetic. There's a whole lot of, uh, like, different information on that. Like, some people say, like, that the diet soda, like, spikes your insulin. And that they say the diet soda's worse. Really bad for you. It's actually worse for losing weight, apparently. Because even though it has no calories... Otherwise, yeah, by a lot of people. I've also seen smart people say otherwise. It's poison. It's confusing. And I know it's poison, but I love it. You it's had some amazing. today. Life's oh, confusing. Yeah. Cherry Coke Zero. How many? Where'd you get that at? Uh, I I had one. Where? Huh? Where? What do you mean where? Where'd you? Where'd you? What do you? Taking notes on everything that I. That I, I I don't know when you. Uh, dude, when every, did you sneak one of these? Every single time I'm I eat trying something. to keep this big every, boy on a diet. Every time I eat something, he's like, "What do you got there? What do you got there?" He's like, <laughs> yeah. like oh, he's, he's 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 like positively bullying me. I've never been positive bullying. Is it working? Yeah, I'm like a, I'm like a, I'm like a, but I'm, a but, food but, Nazi. But I'm not grateful for it. <laughs> no, that I can tell you. Yeah, hey, what do you got there? I'm gonna nothing. get G another four nothing. years of life. Oh, you're gonna so live. How long, you're gonna how live long to 64. Be- <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, sounds horrible. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. That's gross. But man, boy, am I happy you're back, kinda. <laughs> hey, speaking of uh, kind of happy about something, are you excited to be in the WWE now? I'm not in the WWE. Uh, I think Vince McMahon and his new porn stash say different. It looks like uh, the UFC and the WWE, buddy, buddy. So, from my understanding, pull in, up Vince Endeavor, porn stash. By the who, way, guys, who do you want to wrestle first? Um, let me let me let me get back to that, right. Bill. Um, <laughs> Great question, though. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for throwing it my way. Um, I think Endeavor, who owns the UFC, the majority of the UFC, and owns uh, now owns WWE, they're the the top dog, yeah. right? Yep, yep, yep. So I don't get how you think WWE owns UFC or that UFC owns. People think people no, it's a partnership. It's like, a partnership, but WWE is is a larger chunk of the company now than the UFC. Of what is. company? Endeavor. Okay. So. Endeavor, oh, like they paid more money for WWE? So Endeavor has 51%, WWE has 49%. So WWE is 49%. The UFC is only a percentage of Endeavor. Right. Are you following so far? Kind of. Yeah, numbers are tough for the big guy. Yeah. So when you got 49% of something and you have 51%, 51's the bigger number. I get that. Yeah, but when you're only a so portion you're saying of the 51%. WWE and UFC own part of Endeavor? Oh, my God. No. Then what, what are you, are you talking saying? About here? Endeavor's a parent company. Understood. Okay. So yeah, D- William Morris Endeavor. Boom. So Bud Light, all right, is part of Anheuser Busch. Anheuser Busch buys into Coca Cola. I don't okay. like when you talk down to me, and yeah, also I think you're up. making it. I think you're making it uh, more difficult than it is. Did you understand what I was talking about? I'm following. Uh huh. How about you? I got you. Okay. You want some All right. So can someone else explain it then? <laughs> Please. <laughs> All right, go, go. Okay, Come on, so we both explain. We Endeavor, both understand. Some- Endeavor owns the UFC, right? Like I said, right. Yep. A, a, and so a UFC makes up the UFC makes up a portion of Endeavor, right? And now Endeavor owns fifty one percent of WWE, uh-huh. and WWE owns forty nine percent. So if you take the small portion of the UFC from that, whoa, Endeavor, whoa, 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 here's where you lost me. So, so Endeavor owns fifty one percent of WWE, yep. right? Yep. And WWE owns forty nine percent of what? It, WWE of Endeavor. They, they of Endeavor, Endeavor or of WWE? Endeavor, what are you... I, I don't understand what you're missing here. It, it's all Endeavor now. 
It's all Endeavor. Okay. Well, no, there's still the UFC. Yes, they're different companies. Yeah, I know, but they're different companies under one, one bigger company. Yes. Okay. So now the bigger <laughs> portion of that company is the WWE, not the UFC. Okay. The bigger portion of that company of Endeavor, yep. yeah. Which means what? We don't know yet. It, it, but there's different. Right. Well, six w- story. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> so basically, Vince McMahon's your boss. So there, you know. Cool. He seems nice. You know what I heard uh, about Vince McMahon? What? Is he makes sure he shaves every day because he's like, I will not let facial hair defeat me. Uh, he had a mustache this morning when he announced. The I, I know. <laughs> so I can't wait to see what. I can't wait to see this. this if you, mustache. If you that was my callback. And if I you pull up the mustache, you, you'll understand why he shaves every day. This guy looks like. He's like, I'll never be on John Waters. Why would I let. Dude, he, he's the man. I agree, but. Wait till you see this mustache before we move forward. I mean, I guess he's, he's, your bo- me he's, he's your boss now, so I get it. But <laughs> you know, I'll just, I'll just have to show you because you know our producers aren't pulling it. Yo, up. no, it'd be sick if like that TV we could pull shit up on. Yeah, yeah. it'd be cool, huh? Are we? Are we? Hey, pop, pop. Let's, uh, let's make shit happen. Yeah, right. Omri, we live. Christian, we yes, live? yes, we are live. All right, we are live, and people are already making fun of G. So yeah. we're we're definitely live. Yeah, all right. Perfect. Yeah, that's cool. I'm I'm glad. I'm, I'm away. I'm Bill, away for one, I'm away for one day. That, are you disappointed he came back to life? People lose respect. I'm just curious what what happened because we heard What's right, that? Bill. What happened? We heard you were dead in death. Is that right? Yeah. You heard that? Yes. What? So how'd you we, hear, how'd we, you hear we, I died? I here's the thing, dude. I don't reveal my sources. Yeah. Obviously, they. I was either misinformed or. I pre- or I performed either was I feel like you knew I was filming in New York mis- all week. I feel you like what? you knew that. I feel like you knew I was filming, filming what in New York that show tonight. Dot com. You I were feel filming. Like, I feel like you knew that though. <sighs> I feel like you told me you were. Yeah. But then I thought like you died like on in route. No, I feel like like you knew that I was working with. Uh, you know, dude, I would pretty make good jokes comics like all week. I wouldn't make jokes like yeah. That. So no. were you dead or were you not dead? No, I was alive the whole time. <laughs> oh. What yeah. was it like being dead? Uh, Great question. Uh, the group chat theorizes that G saw the lights and then thought about all the snacks he hasn't eaten yet, <laughs> and that dragged him back. Which snacks did you think about? They call him Big Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he came back to lie. You know, I'm a big sweets guy. I like sweets. I'm not a big salty snack guy. If anything would bring me back to life, it would be like putting my face down like a big old fucking cake or something like that. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I had on, on Friday, which was delicious? I had this fucking uh, upside down pineapple angel food cake, which was out fucking stand. Angel food? Yeah. It's it, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's like ambrosia, food of the gods. Yeah. Angel food? That's Angel, you probably like got it in heaven. Right. I you probably got heaven. it in heaven. Right. Yeah. Fact well, prove, it proves what you, we're saying. You know, I, give I, me some, Bill. That to, proves it, bro. He is dropping hints. I got yeah. to work with the with the great Dave Landau all week, so I was in heaven, guys. <laughs> Please book me. Uh, all right, so <laughs> uh, let's, without further ado, we have... Uh, Jessica here. Now, Jessica, there's there's been uh, some news recently. Now, how do you identify, first of all? So, we get, well, you know, I don't want to dead name you or anything. Jessica. Like yeah, yeah, Jessica, she, uh, yeah. but I'm still male. You're still male. Yeah. So, so are you, you're a drag, is that where that comes in? or? God, dude, it's such a weird... Are you a dragon? No, so most people look for a Tupperware container to put you in. It's uh-huh. like you're either gay... Drag, trans. Well, I mean, you have well, every fucking letter in the alphabet to choose from now. Yeah. So, I mean, and know. I'm not any of those letters. What? I'm not LGBT or Q. I don't or the plus or the IA. I, what's the IA? I don't even know. I was hoping you could identify. Yeah, if, if you, if, yeah, if someone looks it up, I'll know. It's for uh, intersex and asexual. 
Wow, thank you. So I still good don't. job, Austin. I still don't know. Good job, still not there. Um, yeah, so I mean, this is sort of a becoming like that. This was a, God. This so this was abuse, and then that sort of led to a fixation, and then like typical for a lot of people. You said like this me, was abuse. It starts with it starts with abuse. Yeah. What does that mean? Um, so like, when I was young, to have a parent that was just she was so viciously she was born illegitimate. Your, so your mother, your my mother, yeah. Okay. So my my grandfather was over in the war or something like that. And so while he was over in the war, my grandmother had my mother. And then I think raised her like just, you know, like a bad golfer blames the club after a bad shot. My grandmother blamed the baby for all of, you know, her Oof. problems. Like if she mm. yells at the baby loud enough, no one will notice that she was slutty. You know yeah. what I mean? So whatever. So my blame, mother. Blame the arrow, not the Indian. That's it. it. So my mother won't, I don't know anything about my mother's childhood. Nothing. Like zero. So I asked her once and Unfortunately, so what she carried all the shame that was on her and it all got rolled down onto me and my sister. So we were raised pretty badly, not to beat her up, but I mean, she had, it wasn't like she was raised at Disney, you know? So I've literally just healed from everything probably in the last month or two. So I can actually not be rageful towards, cause it kind of steals your life. Mm. So I just decided at one point, like I have to figure this out. So I just said, screw it. I'm going to dress like this and figure it out. And Oh my God. Like it's I, to say if I'm like trans or going to be, or I don't know, like there's, there's a lot to figure out, but I'm not a woman trapped in a man's body. You feel healed now. I feel healed. Yeah. It took a lot. Uh, I, like this you guy, said the last two mo- month or two, you started to feel healed. <sighs> I started this process in December of 2018 okay. and I met Gerard, what, like March of 2022. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was somewhere around there. So it was, it was Pretty new in my, that was like my first night going out to the straight bars. I was kind of hanging in the safety of the drag bars. And so, yeah, we met that night, but like the response was so incredible. Roxanne's, one of my favorite dives. Yeah, Yeah. so, but I would be out with, um, this was like obviously my shame, like in the 80s. What am I going to, you can't tell your friends you're doing something. Like you think you're the only one on earth that has this grotesque virus, but to be at my stage. You could have been like a Bowie fan. When you say grotesque virus, what do you mean? Like you, um, like you had the desire to that you want to be this, and your friends or? are going to destroy you if they find out about. So this. you had you had this desire in the eighties since I was five, since you were five years old. Okay. Really? So when you talk about desire, you're talking about like just to be this. You have no idea what it means. I had to find what it meant, which means turning the volume down on your anger and your rage sure, and your sure. pain. Yeah, it was a cre- this guy, Doctor Joe Dispenza. Have you heard of him? Yeah, no, no. I practice yeah, meditations every day. We talked about him on the la- on last week's podcast. Doctor, Do- who's this? Joe Dispenza. Joe He's, Dispenza. Uh, Breaking like the habit of being yourself. Mm-hmm. So basically you learn how to use quantum physics. Instead of attacking your memories, you attack the body. So the body is like, if you think of being like afraid of heights or spiders or something, if you're afraid of heights, like you could be standing on a balcony, like in Vegas or something, right? That's hundred stories up and you go, oh, you got to come check this view. But to you, you're like, I, I can see you outside. I know you're safe. I know the thing's not going to fall off the building. But yeah. to me, the idea of walking out onto that, your whole body fills with panic. Sure. Right. So it's kind of like that with your emotions that it's the same way with resentment or anger, things like that, that your body gets addicted to feelings and it'll flood you. So when you're stuck in one of those thought loops where you just can't stop thinking about something like, Oh, it's like you're mad at someone or resenting. It's your body that's flooding with a chemical and your brain is dancing to it. And your body was presenting this to you continuously since. Oh God. I, I had a, I had serious crap. I had to like, I mean, you're talking like, with my mother, what had happened, like, I'm fine now, but 
Like she really just, we were, my sister and I were born as like extensions of her, like expected to act like adults by age four or five, like, you know, so you don't embarrass her. It, it was really, really, really bad. Um, but that's also something that I'm grateful for, you know, that fight, that struggle. And then this, and I kind of get at my stage of life to have this, that makes sense to me. This isn't failure or something. It's just like, oh, so this is something that was shame to me. And to all of a sudden be out and have like incredible response to it, like downtown and stuff like that, like amazing. And it just sizzles you because you're like, I'm supposed to be embarrassed. Aren't I, aren't I supposed to be just like ashamed of myself and all that? So the last year has been crazy. So you, um, you said since you were five, you had the desire. Do you think you were born with the desire? The abuse triggered it. So what I came with after meditation like the meditations help you clear like your cookies and your cash and your opinions and what you think, you know. So I had a vision after a meditation where basically my mother was complimenting the shit out of some lady that was dressed, you know, beautifully or whatever. And as a little kid, I was watching this and seeing the woman saying, wow, look, yeah, she looks incredible. I wonder what it's like to dress that way, you know, whatever. And then, but really what it was, was that I thought if I was dressed that way, will my mother talk to me like that? And boom, your life is toast. Interesting. Just that. Now the, uh, you know, I don't want to like dead name you or anything like that, but I mean the, the, uh, the old you very masculine man, correct? If I remember correctly from our conversation, you were a hockey player, right? You grew up in Boston. So, you know, was that all a mask for who you felt like you really were inside? Or what, do, you, do you think that they, there's a duality to you? Are you both people at the same time? Has one taken over as you've got older? Help us that aren't very familiar with sure. this kind of understand. Yeah, there's a duality. Because I, I, what I realized is that I was playing golf as well and hockey. But when I've at this point, I realized that I played those sports to connect with people. So like I have golf clubs that I don't I don't even look at them or consider playing because the people that I played with no longer are you know I kind of had to do like a complete reboot reset. So when you you spend your time like you're eight years old or twelve or you're in high school and you see the girls dressed a certain way and you're like it's just this thing in you that you're like oh like I wish I could experience like I'm attracted to her and I want to experience what it's like so to you be are, in this so thing. you are heterosexual then yeah. in that regard completely yeah huh. so yeah so it's 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 crazy. It's just, you, you have this desire to, to emulate this. And then, you know, you don't want to be like a guy, like you want it to work, you know, like I wouldn't do, if I, if I didn't look right in this, I wouldn't be doing it. You know what I mean? I just managed to get it to look to where I was comfortable with it. So I did it. But um, yeah, if you do this, it's just, it, it's definitely a duality. I get to like, I get to be a woman. And then when you let yourself stop thinking, I have to act guy, and you finally like learn to let go little by little. And then you're out this way. It's like, I get to experience womanhood to an extent, you know, how do, like how I do get you feel now that you get to do what you've always wanted to do. And- oh, it's weird because you feel like I, I feel like I've wasted a lot of time mm. caring what people think. Mm-hmm. Uh, reputation is jail. Anybody that has a reputation, you're flirting with jail because you're not doing things potentially, you know, if someone like, like me, I guess I would say that if you're worried about these friends in your life, but it's when you do something less like this, it's not your enemies that come for you. It's your friends. Interesting. You know, it's yeah, the that's people. not a real friend. If right. they, they're not going to support you, well, they're the ones that are going to come for you through well, you wanting to be yourself. You yeah. know, they don't care about you yet. They're going to be right there to give you that look. So this wrinkled. is, I, I just had this conversation with a, a good friend of mine in a different way about your following, like people who cultivate a large following online that mm-hmm. becomes your fan base. 
But then if you deviate at all from what that fan base is used to you saying, right. they'll they'll turn on you. Yeah. No, nobody comes at you harder than those people. And in that regard, it's not really a fan base, it's a prison. Yeah. Right? They don't want people don't want to hear what you have to say. It mm-hmm. turns out they really just want yes. their opinion yes. said through Correct. your voice, right? They want to look at you with this wrinkled forehead look and suddenly I owe them an explanation for sure. my entire life. Yeah. Right. I mean, is that it ha- I guess when you finally made that decision, was there uh was there some sort of like watershed moment? Did something happen where you were just like, "Fuck it, I can't live like this anymore"? Was there a a, a, a breakup? Was there a I yeah I had from a job? Or? I had one last small group of friends that I worked with that there was like a wedding coming up, and I was I had to just get away from everything because I, I I was breaking, I was completely breaking, and I had this one last like couple they were getting married, and it was like I just I felt so ashamed, like they kind of knew about it. I sort of. They knew about it, but not to this extent. What do you uh, mean by that? So my buddy and his fiance at the time, uh, she was like all about this. And I had said it kind of like it's like a Halloween, but a, a little extra. Question. When you say uh, this. Oh, dressing like Jessica. Okay. Yeah. So this, because this didn't exist with any regularity until December 2021. This was like in, like once every three years or or never. You know, probably a total of 20 times over my whole life. Start like as a kink with like a girl, like you'd put on her stuff or something like that? Um, Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, typically like it would just be something you do in your house and, you know, you dress from the waist down because if you got a, a gut, you know, what I mean? <laughs> whatever you want it to look. Why did you look at me, Jessica? I was looking, yeah. I was looking at the guy no outside idea. behind this you. This is nonsense. <laughs> How did you know that Jessica was the identity that you were moving towards? Oh, I didn't. So as when you say a moment, basically the moment was I had to just cut everybody emotionally out of my life. I had to say, you're just gone. It doesn't matter anymore. Like I have to save myself because I was just done. I didn't want to be Were you suicidal. Uh, yeah. A couple of yeah. times. So I didn't want to like, it was just over. And these people, I felt such shame. Just you become your own bully. You know, you, you, you bully yourself, your parents bully you enough and then you just take over. So yeah. the self-talk and everything. So um, but that moment I said, I'm not, I can't do the wedding. I can't worry about it. I got to just shut down. And then like 15 seconds later, it was like, well, you don't have any people in your life anymore that are going to come for you. Just do it. And then literally like breadcrumbs, you know, follow the breadcrumbs in life. This life just started giving in avalanches and tidal waves. Yeah. And you were in, you were in Boston and Northeast at that time? No, down here. I've been down, down here. here really? Yeah, I've been down here a while. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So how did you introduce this into your everyday life? Did you just walk into the, to the office one day and just like, that would be hilarious, really. I mean, if you're going to do it, just, just stop. Yeah, just walk in and then, uh, you know, have that one coworker be like, so uh, did you change your hair? Or, <laughs> you know? Have you lost weight? Yeah. So uh, something's different about you, Bob. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but yeah. I was working from home, so I... I went out this one night to a drag club that me and my ex used to go to in like 2016. And when we, I, I was like, I don't know a soul. I started December 18th, 2021, aside from my ex who like, she's forever. But other than that, nobody, I didn't know a soul. I had cut all ties with everything. And I just asked, I said, I asked the universe, you know, whatever God, I said, you know, just if I could have one friend, I don't know. I, I announced this is the social life. That's it. Social life, you know, going out and, until I figure it out. And I went out that night, met a few people. And then within a week I had met like 40, 50 people in that, in that drag environment. They're so just cool and loving. And it was everything I needed for like two and a half months until sure. I came out and saw you that night. So it was, it's just, a, it was just an incredible environment to 
just heal and be around people that aren't just judgy. So, so I, I think a good part of our society in this moment is that people are very aware and they want to be empathetic. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a lot of public shame about anybody who isn't open-minded yeah. as opposed to, you know, the very repressive 40s, 50s, 60s. Now, I think that there's a negative side of that as well because I think that there are people that are vulnerable and are maybe outcasts in some way, especially younger people, who see the adulation that that, that community can, can give somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they say, well, I need that love too. Yeah. Maybe I'm trans, maybe I'm drag. Right. And they're not. Right. And I think that that's, that's something that we need to be aware of as well. So, well, you just nailed it. Most people, like you know, that it's like there is no spoon. This doesn't exist. I wanted love. You know, sure, this, sure. this show doesn't exist. You guys want to feel successful. Money. You know, from yeah. rubiesflowerswi.com. <laughs> Go to fucking rubiesflowerswi.com and give us money. Give us money, please. <laughs> but yeah, so it, it's, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's love. Every We're born for love. You, when yeah. someone meets someone for the first time, it's, it, you're in a better mood than if you win money or get a job. Like, no love is the whole thing. That's why we're here. So yeah. one of, one of Mickey's big things is, is the return to nature. People that have been listening to the our, our podcast since the beginning, I mean, he's, he's kind of a naturalist, mm-hmm. and we kind of break down. Uh, both of us are in agreement that there's a certain loss of the good things about our primal nature in this environment, whether it's tech or whether it's comfort or whatever. And really so much of what everybody's ever done, so much of our culture, what's progressed us is pussy. Like, like doing something that's like, hey, what's up, baby? Like this fucking, like this big old uh, house I bought. Yeah. yeah, I did that. Why don't you come over here? But it really is. And that's what it, it comes down to that idea of belonging and love. And, you know, yeah. if this right here, 30, like you're right, 30, 40 years ago would have been very difficult. Oh, my God. You know, th- do you think that it would have manifested itself in, in a different expression, or do you think this is who you've always been? Oh, if you take away the abuse, this never happens. I don't think. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, I don't think, because it was very sudden. I, I never felt, even even then, like, you know, I never felt womanly like i in my 20s i was going to therapists and trying hypnosis and like even like almost like self-shock therapy like to just get this stupid thing out of me that i just it, it's like what happens is when you get low when you get low this shows up and says it's like comforting and you think about it but you're like i can't be in a normal relationship because of this and it's like i'm sick of having this thing that i you just fantasize for no reason because it's sure. it's equated with your mother's non-existent her ability inability to love and not her fault but you're just like this emptiness. And so this just overpowers you. Like, I got to get rid of this stupid thing. So yeah, I was never like, it wasn't like, oh, I'm a woman, but you know, I just need to get the, did, did you discover the causation from abuse? Like through like a, like a psychiatrist or anything like that? Or is this kind of self uh, found this? Yeah, this was all self. The, the, the Dr. Joe Dispenza stuff. He's, he's, he's literally changed the entire psychology with with how you fight your body not your brain mm. you're not you're not trying to understand your thoughts you're trying to dial down your emotional fears that pump your body you know what i mean so that's the problem is that your body will just flood itself with anxiety and we sure. think oh my yeah. god i'm clairvoyant oh my god i forgot to turn the stove off whatever no your body just is used to having anxiety you get it five bursts a day in traffic yeah. coming into the office all that stuff your boss is mad so you're on adrenaline all day and now it's sunday and you're sitting around and all of a sudden you're like Oh, I, I must have oh, forgot to send an email. Yeah, it's like our uh, like that. There's a reason for that. 
Like that's because like back in the day, the dopamine drips. And yeah. shit. Well, also like the reason why we still get these ang- like these anxieties is like there used to be a time when we'd have to be worried about another tribe coming in, yeah. and like fucking us up, totally. or like a tiger out, or you know what I mean, some sort of a pack of wolves. Yep. And you need that anxiety to kind of and that adrenaline to kind of do. It. But now we're just driving cars and behind computers, yeah. but still that's getting it. the same. Yeah. Yeah. Ang- well, that, anxiety. Anxiety is to protect like the human body. Type well, thing. that's that's a great point. I've heard. Uh, Dr. Brett Weinstein talked about that on his evolutionary biology with uh, the Dark Horse, where he's like, you know, uh, we it's odd that we think of somebody, a kid who's afraid of the dark as it being weak. Like, it's a weakness. Like, oh, your kid's afraid of the dark? He wants to sleep with you at night? You know, like... He's a smart kid. Yeah, he's, he's like, he's like yeah. every kid is afraid of the dark at one level or another because every kid who wasn't afraid of the dark, their genetics probably didn't move forward. They got eaten by a puma. Yeah, mo- monsters, <laughs> under the, mon- monsters under the bed, monsters like kids the- talk about, that's a wild animal. 100%. You know? 100%. Yeah. So you, you went on this personal journey. You, you've, you're processing pain. You're processing mental health. And you're coming to this... this, uh, this place where you say okay this is who i am and this is where i feel comfortable now you talked about you know your friends are your enemies or can be your enemies the gay and trans community especially out in la we're going to be very mad at you for saying that because in in their mind you're born this way and there's nothing wrong with it there's nothing to apologize for and they hate when people track it back to trauma really yeah they they think of that as stigmatizing it Mm. and um and again, it would be the trans community that came at you and said, "No, you're full of shit. You're, oh, you're blaming have somebody you for." That? Oh, I know, because I started thinking about what I was going to say here, and I I started reading, you know, some some things about the trans, you know, people that are struggling and all that. And yeah, look, there are trans people that like I don't. They're running a different race than I am. You know what I mean? Because this is it's it was costume to me as a way to you know, connect with myself, but I am this, this way for me is like pure love. Like my body is, it's like hardwired to like love myself uh, in just a ton of different ways, probably more than we have time for. But so I, this is, this is pure just love and joy that I feel. And yeah, I mean, I had a, a, a very angry mother figure and a submissive father figure. So I'm, I've read things where it says, you know, if you have strong mother, weak father, that you can be mentally open to that where women are more powerful than men. I like, you know, best I could tell, like I said, was just that my, I, I wanted my mother to talk to me like I was beautiful and that's where it starts. So, I mean, I don't know as far as all that, like people will want to, a lot of people want to label you. They, they tra- they have to put you in a box. Especially so, today. Everybody needs to know where there has to be a box. Times, yeah. yeah. I don't get to just be and be like, I don't know. And in, in a year or two, I could be trans. I, who knows? Sure. I mean, I'm still figuring, I, I just literally got over the most debilitating emotional childhood and my sister's still stuck there, but it was, I mean, I, I've journaled it, you know, it's, it was just bad. I had learned helplessness, deep levels of shame and, and, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to suffer and you're, you're, you're rewarded for suffering as a kid. So you have all these things that you, they don't make sense. What do you mean by you're rewarded for suffering as a kid? Oh, like, you know, your parents will punish you and then you get rewarded after because they feel bad usually because they put like they, you know, the punishment never matched the crime. So we're pl- being playful at our grandmother's house or something. And all of a sudden it's you kids get upstairs because they're trying to sleep in. Gotcha. And so all of a sudden they call, you know, you kids sit in that corner and don't make a sound. And next thing you know, we're sitting in a corner with nothing, you know, in a, just an old room, no phones or anything for three hours. Irish and they, Catholic? Yeah. Irish yeah. Catholic. So they wake right up there. and you hear yeah. them going, oh, like, oh, oh yeah. shit. Oh, they, they're still over there. Yeah. You know, we're both like. Oh, you're such good kids. You're, oh, you're the best kids. Oh, yeah. And now Follow mom, who doesn't treat us yeah. with love ever, is giving us love. What do you so. think the 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 root of the shame 
came from? Was it like other people, what you imagined other people's perceptions? Yes. Because I never gave anybody a chance. Like, look, the friends that I had were all athletes. And when they're talking shit about people for just general crap and you, like, you know, you're with this, with me, with this, you're always, sorry, you're always gauging what's happening out there. So, because if someone's all of a sudden like, like my friend, like I told you, my friend's uh, wife that I told you that, that I, you know, they were the last two for the wedding that was supposed to see them. And, but she was all about it. And I heard her say like, oh my God, I love when guys do that. And I was like, I mean, my entire soul was, was sucked in her direction. So yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, with, with, oh shit. I lost my train of thought. Take your time. It's all right. So when, when you're practicing a lot of meditation and stuff, right? Uh, yeah, so you, you were talking about the wedding and the the uh, yeah the, the, your friend's wife who said that she loved that. Yeah, you you were asking something. I'm just trying to because it was like, oh no, about like it was about perception. about about my friends. Yeah, so my friends. Sorry about that. So oh, yeah, good. my my friends. I was the one that made them bullies. I would be the one walking down the street downtown this way and thinking, oh my god, I, I it's coming, it's coming. I'm the one replaying my mother. So the reason that I say they're the problem or that I would say that is that when they're making fun of people for like drinking the wrong type of water sure, or whatever. Sure. I'm not going to trust these people. I mean, it was, it was typically a, a pretty hockey players. You guys are the, chir- it was a, nar- it was a narcissistic. Chirpist, yeah. yeah. It's not a bully seen. narcissistic environment. But and the best way to get, no way I'm bringing this up. But the best way to get ahead of that is to beat them at their own game too. In my estimation, like, you know, you just own who you are, oh, get out on the ice and be body check somebody and be like, Hey, you just got <laughs> fucking hit by a chick. You little faggot. Like, you can Kiss have him a on the helmet. Yeah. You can have a lot of <laughs> big yeah, fucking hit you know, slap shot from the, like, the blue line and be like, now you left that. <laughs> you know I mean? You gotta, you, you I, some, I just got to that point where I can do that. In some respect, this whole life is a pressure test. You know, Mick's talking about the sun. You know, pressure burst pipes. Everything we do every day, the, the universe is trying to kill us in some mm-hmm. regards. Yeah. You know, and th- this idea of safe spaces. I think so many people have an adverse immediate reaction to the idea of a safe space or empathy is because, hey, fucking the world's tough, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, it's tough. Like, don't... We, I want you to be stronger, not because I don't like you or I don't care about you or I'm a bigot, but because, fuck, man, we got to live in this world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you're an American with me. I need you to stand side by side. We're in this, we're running this race together. I said, you know, we may be running the race differently, but we're running the same race. Mm-hmm. And I think it's hard for us to sometimes, and I don't want to speak for you guys. If you, if you disagree with me, chime in. But I, I do think it does take a second to take that step back and be like, all right, it, it doesn't really have an effect on like you on a macro level, you know, kind of understand what's going through. But at the same time, I don't want people to be shamed for that feeling either. Right. You know, it, it's this like this idea, and maybe it's the Instagram culture. We all have to have the right reaction at the right time. Right. But reactions are momentary. Yes. Like, you know, it's like when, when people get mad at a joke, I'll tell a joke, someone will laugh. And then you can see somebody else in the crowd look at that person laughing like, how could you laugh at that? Well, because I made them laugh. Right. It's involuntary. Right. You can't get mad right. at reactions. Right. And I think we're, as a society, we're being judged on our initial reaction, and it's something that you really can't control. And then the intellectual aspect comes in afterwards, perhaps, right? But I think conversations like this also help to maybe, you know, move people in, in directions where they, they hadn't considered before. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think uh, it seemed like you were kind of a, a, a prisoner of, other, of your perceived other people's perceptions. Oh, 
well, you, I, I got I got abused, would... and then I created my own prison to protect me from the other prison. Right, because you didn't want to be bullied, you didn't want to be laughed at, you right. didn't want, pe- but. But you didn't even you didn't even necessarily try at first, right, to be well, your true self. No you were like, way. You were like, no I'm way. not even. Oh, I'm not, like the like the you, internal in the house bullying or the beatings was like just no way. Like the verbal and the and the physical, it's just like just just don't. So tell me what you think about this, because um, I think like like a lot of people are uh, prisoners of other people's perceptions. They people care about what other people think. Right. You know what I mean? Course. A lot. That was me like, my whole too life. Much. That was that was me my whole life. Too much. We we all do because we I think in a way at some point we're all judgmental ourselves right. of other people. Like yeah. it's easy to be like, oh if I was doing that person's life, I'd do it way better. Like it's easy to be someone else's. But one thing I like to think about is uh so like if I take my like my mother, my father, my sister, like three people who like know me the best, mm-hmm. each one of their perceptions is gonna be slightly different of me right. than each other. Right. Gerard's, Bill's, yours, any of my friends, all their perceptions are going to be different, right? They're going to each have their own individual one. Right. So really, what the fuck do I care about someone else's perception? What only matters is what I feel to myself. You yeah. know what I mean? If I know I'm living, you know, virtuous and in a way that I'm proud of. You know what I mean? Like living my truth. Most, only, most the people best would person kill I could to be, be there. The, I'm, and it, it, you know, it took time and shit. Like I, I used to be judgmental. I remember... My dad telling me, like, when I was young, like, being, like, um, like, not, like, not to be judgmental. You know what I mean? And, like, how yeah. he said, like, he was, like, he, like, he's, like, he's, like, yeah, I used to be judgmental. I stopped being judgmental. And I, I like, in my 20s, I started, like, kind of figuring that out and under, trying to understand, like, each person's got their own life, their own story, their own uh, attributes, positive, de- you know, deficits. You know, each yeah. person is just, is just doing their own thing. But I, I, I think it's, it's very freeing to not, you know, worry about what, because who the, who, what, what, what do I care? You know what I mean? Everyone's going to be different anyway. You know why? It, because we're conditioned to care. And, the, you know, this idea of human freedom is a very, very new thing. You used to have to wear what the aristocrats told you to wear. You had to fit in, otherwise you wouldn't be at court. We're, we're very tribal. We're, we're tribal people, and there's this... This idea, unfortunately, especially with women, and that's a very but the only thing that can make you, that can make you truly special is yourself. I is agree. being you. Is yeah. being truly you to your yeah. core. Because there's only gonna be there's only one of you. It's easy for if you know you want to act like uh, a, someone you like you admire. Sure, you know what I mean. You could act like them, but it's like it kind of stinks. Like you smell the bullshit. You know what I mean. You're not your true self. It's inauthentic. When when you hate when you hate your guts. Which I did for most of my life. Hated your own. Yeah. Okay. You, that, it's That's just what you're saying. It's just like, look, I was like during this process with the Dr. Joe stuff where you're just trying to corner like a mouse in, in, the, in an apartment, you know, in a, in a room that you're just trying yeah. to corner it because you just can't find it. But when you hate yourself, you, you, people say, you know, these Nobel Peace Prize winners will tell you to get over it. Right. Mm. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. But they'll all tell you, ah, you know, you, you just got to fix that. And, you know, it's just like dissociative, right? They're not comfortable talking about your emotions. So they're just going to tell you how to fix something by saying, change your shirt. Sure. You know, but yeah, to be in this place, like it's, it's just when you are just full of rage towards outside of you and then that rage because of what that caused in you and then you're mad at yourself and it's just this giant mess. And oh, yeah. that was what, that's what I've literally been since December, just every single day, just hammering myself to try to find that were you uh were you diagnosed as depressed medic depressed oh i didn't like i didn't have extra to go to therapy yeah so no, it was all it was all self yeah. yeah which is there are moments where yeah it's like i don't know you know they they 
if you don't have money, these guys aren't cheap. And nope. so were you like, were you listening to like his meditations or were you reading his books? Like so what were you doing? What was the process you went through with the Joe Dispenza? He had a, he has a book called breaking the habit of being yourself that started it. Um, and then I bought, um, breaking, breaking the habit of being, of being yourself. yourself. Yeah. Okay. And then I bought a, um, he has these videos called the formula, which basically help you learn to do his meditations because they're difficult. Yeah, he's always talking about, like, feel the space around you in space. In space. space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you basically kind of want to make yourself almost like a hologram of yourself. Like, you want to become, like, like a plasma. Like, if you'd see in a movie and they have an invisible man and you just see, like, the plasma, you want to make yourself just space. You 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 don't have a body, a gender, a name, a job, you know, you don't have any personality. You literally just become your consciousness and your heart. And that's it. So when he's saying like the, you know, like think about the space between your shoulders and space, think about, you know, whatever, but ultimately you're just getting to a place of pure blackness. And I even had a hard time going there because it was black was scary. So in the beginning it was like, I would kind of go halfway there. Sounds Um, racist, Jess. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, she's from Boston. I I, (laughs) (laughs) had to break the tension. Jesus. Yeah. It's, it's, the the meditations are very difficult. So I, I, I bought, it was like an online set of videos, but, and that was it. There was no, there was no social life. There's no Netflix series. There's no nothing. It was like, fix this crap and then figure it out. How to fix her. was going to fix you. Aubrey, this is a, Let's let's get to the comments here. We we missed our half hour there, but that was very interesting. What do we got in the comments there? Uh, we have a few questions. Well, please <laughs> fucking don't. And the question is: Has you have you ever gone back to those old friends you mentioned, or did you cut them out completely? I cut or, them out. Uh, I guess the question is: Would you play it? Would you? Is he breaking up? I'm coming back. Then like. Uh, Aubrey, yeah, Aubrey Aubrey's uh, from Israel, so you're gonna okay. have to forgive him. <laughs> Aubrey, what the fuck, bro? He's not in Israel. Yeah, what? He might be. We don't know where he is. No, he's in like Oregon or Oregon. That's a, so a, that state. I'm the least confident in saying Oregon. Oregon. If you're if you're from Oregon, you say Oregon, like you like to eat organs. Right. Oh, yeah. I think the Oregon Trail threw me off. Yeah, that's how we kid. say it. Yeah, you it's like I mean? when people like say like I'm flying out of Newark. Yes. So it's, it's Nork. Nork. It's Nork. The, the friends that were there was one you that understood was, his question. Yeah, for the most so part. So one of the friends was like a was a best friend, and where I was so, I also had abandonment um, issues, so I wasn't realizing that I was hanging on to people that I shouldn't be. So it was like one friend you cut him out, and with him, three or four are attached to that, and it goes away. And then another one, you know, cut him out. Um, interestingly enough, one friend from that world just hit me up like three days ago and said, you know, you know, like, dude, hit me up. He's like, you know, I don't care about personal preferences, which means they know I had no idea. I wouldn't have been able to handle if they knew, you know, so really, yeah. Oh my God. Even now. Yeah. Now I can, but like upwards until four months ago, I would have been like, you know, cause you just like, you start imagining what they're thinking and you start just beating the shit out of yourself. Why do you you think they reached out now? Um, well, he just reached out. I have no idea. I told him I'd meet him for beer. I, he, he said, like, you know, I don't mind personal preferences. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, I take that as, like, you know, it's either my my wallpaper on my phone or my ringtone or uh, or it's this. How fucked you know? is it going to be? He's been closeted gay his whole life. He's like, now I finally get to hit on you. And he's like, and you're going to be like, bro, I like chicks. There, what the fuck? There are at least the study is like three out of every ten guys has some sort of Towards women's clothing, towards a high heel, like whatever. That's, That's why we had Bill sit in on this one. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. But really, like it's like three out of ten. I'm, I'm, I go out downtown, straight people. Like I get hit on 
men, women, like okay, but let's but let's, no, no gay. Let's have I don't the get lidi- Let's have delineation here because there's sometimes I wear a lot of pink. Women's clothing is just flat out better. Look at Russell Brand; he looks fucking great. Scoop neck looks fantastic. Like that doesn't. My mom was great to me growing up. I just think they have better fashion. Like what the fuck? I would want to wear a boa. I wish it was a you know, but I'm not a pro wrestler, so I can't really pull it off, right? I, mean, I don't agree. You don't See agree? The way I dress. I, ca- I kind of like a chick. You look like a, you definitely have like a, How? I don't know. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. The jorts. <laughs> I don't know. The jorts? Not today. Yeah. Bad example. I'm the one wearing short shorts today. You know what? Maybe I'm one of the three out of ten. I'm all right with it. Yeah, okay. I like hemp. Is hemp something women wear? Whatever, dude. I like, I like I haven't heard of that. linen. Big fan of linen. Linen's nice. Linen's I nice. I feel like it seems it seems like uh The makeup seems, I couldn't do. This is... It, uh, it, it's, and it seems like a lot to me. Yeah. Like to put high heels seems like... Painful. I, like, yeah, it looks painful. Like it, it seems like there's a lot to be doing. I could just, you know, throw a shirt on, throw some yeah. shorts on. I'm right. good. It helps to play hockey. Really? Oh, on them skates I all bet, the time. I yeah. bet, yeah. Makes sense. Makes the walk easy. Yeah. Mm. But I, I got to tell you, it's just, you know... I like one of the things I like most about being a man is it takes me five minutes to get ready. Yes, me too. Yeah, Just but that. But once I'm out, like this, yeah, this process. There are days where you're like, I don't want to start this at all. But once you go through it, once I'm out, I want to be this. Mm. Okay, yeah, hundred percent. If I could snap my fingers, it's this. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, dude. When you look down, like for someone like me, and you just look at what you're wearing, and it's just brighter it's yeah. it's you know i don't know like i i like how i look and i was starting to really just my male self not you know with so. with, with your male self what type of fashion did you have were you very conservative yeah, in the way that you typical. dressed were you yeah. like suits and ties and no, stuff just t-shirt jeans t-shirt yeah, jeans backwards hat so you weren't like you weren't doing like the elton john thing or anything like that <laughs> like you weren't like fucking dipping your toes in the water and i would have been if i had a little more confidence i was the type like when you're young in the 80s where you have like the red adidas shorts yeah with the white and then the red adidas t-shirt with the white oh, and yeah. the socks like yeah solid i wanted like look. every oh i wanted solid everything yeah, yeah i wanted everything to match yeah, yeah that's a solid look though yeah. i mean as far as you know looks go that's pretty <laughs> iconic you're you got the whole like white oh. dmc thing going yeah. on there yeah yeah you have like the was, little snap pants too the yeah, that snaps. was like 83 probably 84 something like that nice solid yeah. yeah the 90s were great as far as fashion's concerned by the way too i'm happy to see them kind of come back a little bit big fan of the black with the neon in like you know coming back I think so. I'm also not great at fashion, so I don't. I don't know. It's a funny uh, shirt you got on. Yeah, the Caucasians. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, didn't even, I still haven't. You thought seen that, that was an Indian shirt the whole time? Oh my yeah. Holy shit! You know, I bought this. I just want to say, un- unrelated to that, we have had several comments about G's shirt today. People on the con- on the chat think it's very good. They like That's it. That's great. You know, it's it's somebody actually bought this for me as a as a rib. They were like, "Here you go, your conservative ass won't like this." And I was like, "This is the best shirt I've ever got." Yeah, right. Yeah, I have. No, I'm a Notre Dame fighting Irish fan. Like, yeah. you think I give a shit about a mascot? Yeah. What the fuck you talking about? I love it. Thanks, man. You yeah, know, green it's eyes tight. like my mom. Thank you, thank you, person that sent this to me. Uh, what else do we have in the comments, Omri? Real quick before we do a uh, uh, a Rudy's uh, a Rudy's flowers a Rudy's read. read. All right, we have two questions. One of them is, at what age did you understand that that is what you wanted? You talked about uh, understanding that there's like a desire from a young age, but when did you figure out that that's what you wanted? And then the second question is, what was the hardest part and why was it learning how to walk in heels? The hardest part is the makeup, like the presentation, that to get to where when you are insecure, 
you 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 get so critical of yourself that you have to be like you know you put kind of unrealistic pressure on yourself so i was there was that like learning makeup and and face and there were definitely times i wouldn't go out unless i looked you know whatever i thought was was perfect um as far as age i it's just tough because i mean i, I who knows at age five or six i would have just loved i mean there's a possibility that if my parents like look this is your house and you dress however you want here it might have soothed out you know what i mean so okay um so as far as to answer the question more specifically i would say probably when i was like in my yeah like probably like five or six years ago probably like six years ago what was yeah. the what was like the early, very early first time? 40s do you remember the very uh, first time do you remember it vividly you actually you going go? out yeah i had a girlfriend Old jessica yeah i had a i had a girlfriend um and she was cool about it so uh, but, but like did you talk to her about it did no never it was just being playful silly like you can't let them know that this is you know, like, you're sure. like, oh, my God, this is my entire life's fantasy to be this. You must have looked forward to Halloween, like, fucking every year. Like, I cannot wait to be sexy nurse on Halloween, man. This is Unless you have buddies that are like, so we're going to see you at the, the Halloween party. You're like, I got to go as Bud Lightyear or some shit. You know what oh, I mean? So, really? Yeah, so, yeah, some Halloweens you lose and you're just, like, angry because you see some guy, yeah. you know, the way you want to be. And you're like, yeah, that's great. Great. That's great. <laughs> Good for you. Great. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, dude, what do you think was the very first time that you ever let Jessica out the back? What do you think? Like uh, dressing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, probably um, in two thousand nine or ten. Uh, just it was a Halloween, um, and it was yeah. I went like the whole way. Uh, what was that be- like? better? So better was I went to Scarlet's. In like 2012 or really? 13. What's that? That was one of the. It's a strip club, Mick. It's a strip club. <laughs> uh, For people that don't know, like me, it's a, it's it's a, a, strip club. It's a florist. Yeah. So you seriously don't know? Were you just trying? Did you know? Ah, oh, where is it? Yeah. Uh, that, is it you down know what? here? I don't. I don't know what it is either. <laughs> I have no idea. 2009 was like a was a good one, but 2012 was like a real like where I I, I really put effort into it. But to be at Scarlet's this way was one of the hottest. To this day, it's still probably the hottest. That was probably the hottest night of my life. Really? To have the girls come up to you. And, like, there was two girls, um, an Asian one and a, um, a black girl. And they both just took to me and took me in. And it was, like, nice. just, I mean, yeah, just the hands on you. And, oh, my God. It was it was, it was was incredible. Nothing better than a Scarlet's yeah. freebie. Yeah. I, it was, de- it was, from what it I was deviant. It was taboo. It wasn't real. But it was, like, that. Every time I would go out this way, it was, like, the friggin' Super Bowl. Why am I not going up? You know, like you, you have to stop kind of fighting yourself. And that was where I, I, I wasn't seeing how I was, you know, seeing my own life. You think, oh, my God, every time I go out as Jessica, I'm like, it's the greatest night of my life. And then, yeah, I guess I'll go back to the other way. But isn't that like kind of because you're not doing it all the time? Like now that you're doing it all the time, is it the Super Bowl every yeah, day? Has it lost its allure? Uh, no, it's just I had to evolve. I had to I had to steal this away from my five year old self and not have it be taboo. So you, you have to go from dopamine to oxytocin and endorphins, and that's what I had to do. So once I once I learned to start loving myself and all that stuff, now all of a sudden it's not the clothes; it's the how far I can push myself. Just becoming. I don't know. Like it's it's this unknown. Every every day is this. Adv- I I have no idea what's going to happen when I walk back to my car. Someone's going to walk by and say. 
you know, nice dress. Someone's going to say, what the hell is that? I don't know. Yeah, you know? if you keep hitting the uh, the camera and making me fucking out of frame, you're not going to be able to walk to the car. I'm going to break your fucking legs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Pain. okay. Pain. If we if we do break your legs, we can send you some Ruby's Flowers, WI.com. <laughs> Ruby's Flowers is a hemp company, but unlike a lot of hemp companies, they say a high THC hemp flower that gets you high, just like a certain funny THCA. Ah. Their flower has been bred to have high THC. A. Which is converted into Delta 9 THC when smoked, allowing their customers to enjoy a federally legal high from smoking naturally grown legal hemp. No sprays or additives are applied. High THC. A. Let's try that again. High THC. A. Hemp flower is a solution for smokers who don't live in a legal state or are simply just tired of getting ripped off by large marijuana monopolies and excessive government taxes. Yeah, fuck the government. Root, hey, become ungovernable. That a boy. That's Gerard's favorite. Um, Ruby's flowers gives you the freedom to get high by smoking the natural cannabis plant the way you want, legally and for an affordable price. Right now, you can get eighths of high THCA flower like hey. Gorilla Glue and Granddaddy Perp. Sent to your mailbox for $35 on their website or only $25 on their Patreon with taxes only and shipping Only $25 for perp? With taxes and shipping accrued. That's included. wild. You should visit Rudy's Flowers, WI.com. That's R-U-B-Y-S-F-L-O-W-E-R-S-W-I.com to check out their high THC, A. hemp flower, and other THC products. You can find a link to their Patreon on the website where you can subscribe for high-quality THC products at unheard-of prices. Ruby's Flowers will not only show up on the Patreon search as their bar uh, products are 18 and older. So make sure you go into the Patreon and you look for Ruby's Flowers, WI.com by name. High THC power is legal under the 2018 Farm Bill because it contains less than 3.3% Delta, Delta 9, 9 THC. However, laws are always changing, so please read up on local and state God, thank you for the money. Don't make us read that again. Jesus Christ. What the fuck? Can we get that down hey, to 90 seconds? Us, yeah. for crying out yeah. loud. And if anyone wants us to like read something of them, if you're gonna if you come up with the money, we'll read it. Yeah. All right? I do like Ruby's edibles. Thank you, Ruby's. You're fantastic. Yeah, everybody seems to really love they them. They really that they love Ruby's everybody Flowers, WI.com, and you will too. So you're halfway done with your first pod. How's it going so it's far, awesome. Jessica? You yeah. doing good? Yeah. Would it take a little you're doing were, well. you, were you feeling a little nervous coming in here today? What, uh, what were you thinking coming? I was surprisingly not. Like I said, I I've I took kind of ownership of my life probably in the last month. Phenomenal for yeah. you. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. You start like just learning how to think. That's that's the tough thing now is like I have no idea who I am because everything I've ever wanted has been based on cool. You know, so yeah, so that's kind of like the programming next. and what you assumed was like Yeah, every right guy's just like make money, get my stomach flat, take strokes off my golf game. Like most people's New Year's resolutions are basic. Sure. You know? So right. yeah, I I'm, I'm play just, more pickleball. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I I'm just trying to figure it out. Love what it. Are, what are your resolutions or intentions look like now? Not How gonna shoot up a school. Number oh. one. Oh my god. <laughs> What? I thought we were being positive here. <laughs> I um, guess we are. That isn't really positive. Are you positive you're not going to shoot up a school? Um, so that's not a yes, <laughs> obviously. All right, cool. Then we got, we're good. Yeah. Well, so I mean, it, it's, well, it's funny because it's, it's funny how it's trans. But we, we have a people problem, not a trans. Or Amen. A, what are your thoughts on guns? I don't touch them. I don't, you know, what? I, I don't, God, I don't know. Like, look, out in the Midwest, yeah, I'd want one. Uh-huh. Here, 
I think they get you in trouble. I think in you, you look at it. Look, you look at enough athletes that are out and they, they post a picture to Instagram of they have a gun on them and then they delete it. Next thing you know, they lose. I, I, I think we have a lot of. Plaxico Burris ruined the 2008 New York Giants season over that. Yeah, Shot I don't know. Leg. I, don't, I, I don't really. I'm not there yet. Yeah. I'm not there yet with guns. I don't know. I like them. Big fan of guns. See, I feel like if if you could, if I could snap my fingers and all the guns be gone, I'd do that. Yeah, but since there's since there are guns, since bad people can have guns, good guys need guns. Yeah. That would be that would be a terrible thing if you snapped your fingers and all the guns would be gone. Why? Do you think do you think guns are bad or good? You would have a big advantage. That's the whole thing, of course, right? Mm-hmm. We could go back to medieval times when there were no guns and there's still warlords because you'd fucking kick the shit out of everybody. <laughs> no, but no. I'd be on. I'm a good guy. Huh? <laughs> but I'm a good guy. <laughs> The only warlord ever who thought he was a good guy. Only guy. Only only dictator that ever thought he was noble. How do you know you're a good guy? I just know. <laughs> I know. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be protecting people. Listen, it is an unpopular opinion, especially in the New York comedy scene, to say this. It might get you kicked out of certain clubs for life, but... Guns are the only reason people have the ability to have the voice that they have today. If you're a five foot five, 130 pound man, woman, or anything in between, the reason why you have a voice is because of guns. If this was 400 years ago, somebody would just bop you over the head and that would be the end of it. They would see that you had more shit than them and be like, you know what? That little motherfucker's got more shit than me and I don't like it. And they would physically assault you, take your shit, imprison your children, maybe your wife too if she but was attractive or not. Huh? I would save them. And then Mickey would come in on his horse named Jiu-Jitsu right. and save you. <laughs> yeah. Do you think everyone should have guns? Uh, no, I don't think everybody should have guns, but I also... It's not for me to say who, who should thinks and babies should have guns. How old? It's a tool. Like, yeah. it, do you think everybody should have hammers? Yes. Do you think everybody they should have cars? Do you think, like, I think that, look... The idea that the gun is what's inherently bad when you said it before, and I'm obviously fucking with you. Thanks for not, uh, you know, taking it too seriously. I, I figured you were still, Never. you know, kind of a dude. Yeah. So the idea of who has the guns and who doesn't—that's a problem for sure. Okay. But the idea of of the gun, what what drives me out of my mind about this more than anything else is the government just locked you people the fuck down for two fucking years. They just took all your shit. They took everything from you. They took your dignity. They took your freedom. They took the fucking US dollar and fucking tanked it while they bankrupted you. And you're like, yeah, the government's fine. Take the guns. They should be the only one to have them. They're good guys. What are you fucking nuts? What do you at at any time in history that you needed a gun? It's fucking now. And when the president of the United States was like, "Oh, what are you going to take over America? You need an F fifteen to do that, champ." Oh yeah, tell that to the Taliban, champ. Fucking, they did pretty good for twenty fucking years with AK forty sevens. Stop it. Fuck out of here. Anyway, it's my diatribe for the day. Back to you. Do you own a gun? No. Do you feel like you should? <laughs> you know what? I've had a couple of times, like, if, if you're, like, afraid someone's going to bust into your place or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I would want to have that. Then. Well, you're also, but, like, what are you, 6'3"? Yeah, 6'2". Yeah. So, I mean, you know. Yeah, I've, I've never gun. really. <laughs> somebody really needs a gun. <laughs> yeah, I've never actually, like, coveted. I've never really wanted one. But. Yeah, you, you do think that there would be, like, more wide. Like, that's the thing, too. They're, like, people are, like, oh, how are you going to have a gun? Like, you know. South Florida, it's got meth heads. It's got fucking everyone's on coke twenty four seven, drinking nonstop. And fair enough. It's not like it's not like <laughs> guns are being shot off in the air every day, like right. it's a fucking Mexican western or something like that. Like yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Like everybody, I, I think what happens is I, I trust my neighbor more than other people trust their neighbor. Like I, I have faith in my neighbors. Like I, but also I'm fucking a little bit of a lunatic. I don't think there should be speed limits either. So, you know, I think they're completely arbitrary. I think me driving at 75 is much safer than my grandma driving at 35. So, you know, but neither here nor there. You can listen to part of the problem with Dave Smith to hear more about the libertarian worldview. Yeah. <laughs> I can see your eyes glazing. There, there's some Just crazy drivers down here. They, they would go one, 150. One, one, they do go 150. Yeah. Right. So that, that's that's kind right, of the right. point. So when people go nuts <laughs> about a guns, when people go nuts, we got to do something. Like, we need more guns laws. I'm like, yeah, maybe we should start by making murder illegal. Like, is murder illegal? It is. Oh, but they're murdering people? Oh, maybe more laws will stop them from murdering people. Like, what the fuck? It's so stupid to me. Maybe we should just cut people's fucking hands off. Jess, I got a question you go. for you. Yeah. What do you think of the uh, the the public drag shows? Like, the ones like that are, like, at, like... Uh, I think they're fun. You think they're fun? Yeah. Like, the ones like that are, like, like at a brunch where they're just, like... They're just, like, so out, out there on, like, the sidewalk? I get that, like, if some of them get raunchy and they take their top... Like, for something for kids to see. I do think drag has a responsibility to not scare you know what I mean? Like kind of like sure, where it's sure, like sure. A, like a strip club. It's done. It's not done yeah. on the sidewalk. Yeah. It's done like, inside. You know, like I get they're they're going to be fierce and they're going to walk down the street and then walk up to a car and all that stuff, which is wonderful. But no, I, I think that we have to police ourselves as well. I, I'm I'm all about drag shows. I don't really I, go to many, but like I'm yeah. So, I'm, I've never fine. I've never been to one, but I, I say hey, if that's what you want to do, cool. I just yeah, th- yeah maybe not it's, uh, it's to make maybe you not like it's, a, you it's know right next to a child. But yeah, I, th- you know I think I mean? that I think it's, there needs to be a delineation made though, right? Because those are two different things. If you go to a drag brunch and there's alcohol, you're 21 and over. You, you're an adult. You made a decision. Yeah. If you're bringing kids to a field trip to do a drag reading. Right. I think that there needs to be a delineation made. Yeah. Right. And, sure. th- and there's also this idea to me, this is the Kafka trap. This is like they're doing things intentionally antagonistic and then getting mad when people are antagonist. Right. Nobody. Uh, when we were growing up, Mrs. Doubtfire was one of the fucking best movies in the world. Right. We watched Mrs. Doubtfire. What was the other one? La Caja Fall. Um, I remember uh, Juana Man. Juana Man. There was uh, the other Robin Williams one. Oh, fucking hilarious. Birdcage. Uh, Birdcage yeah. was great. Uh, and, and then, you, you know, Medea's, they, they've made. So I, I, I really Big push. Big Mama's House. Yeah, I push back at this idea that, like, society has an issue with drag. I think what society has an issue with is the fucking 10-inch dick 13 inches away from the child. Like, you know, when you see the imagery of someone stripping. Right. Forget the fact that it's drag. Anybody. Correct. They're right. stripping in yeah. front of a child, and there's a sign over the left shoulder that says it's not going to lick itself. Right. That's fucking yeah, a problem. Right. And I, and I don't really have any problem saying that, right? And I really don't think drag or otherwise, however you self-identify, I don't think any reasonable person would have a fucking problem being like, yeah, maybe I, a child shouldn't be able to look at you and know whether or not your asshole's bleached. Right. Like, that's the right. line, right? right. I right. mean, there still are some boundaries here. That, or do I sound like some old prude when I say this shit? Or Like, if, yeah. if you're doing drag, time reading, there's still like... Work appropriate clothing, There's sure. Stuff, like you know what I'm saying. Absolutely, you can, you can dress like Mrs. Doubtfire and read to kids. I don't understand the need to do this drag strip tease in front of children. That I agree with. That I agree with. And some girls get over the top, and they're trying to make a name for themselves and things like that. That we need to police ourselves, because I mean, also when when this guy, whoever it was, that's trying to make it illegal, you know that even like with with BLM or with hashtag Me Too. Even if one person seems completely wrong, there has to be a way that both 
can win. You know what I mean? Whatever that means, there has to be a way that like we communicate instead of these guys just saying, oh, drag's illegal from now on. And then sure. everyone starts attacking. And then it's like, he doesn't want to be corrected and told no. And we don't like being told no. I just, I think that's like the big, you know, you see this stuff, like a, a conversation is all it takes, but obviously the politician doesn't want no, conversation. They, they, he, yeah. I mean, call the per if someone pissed you off that did drag, then call that person out. Don't cancel, you know, the whole thing. Wait, so someone's trying to make, make this illegal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, actually been Tennessee. made illegal in Tennessee. Um, but you know, it, it, what it, specifically? Yeah, drag. Public, period. Public, public public drag. There's no. There's. It's all great. Yeah, area, but public okay. drag. Yeah, okay. it, it's unenforceable. Right. Like right. It, what's drag and what's not. Right. It's, 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 a, it's, it's a step in the wrong direction. Right? Yeah. And it's a yeah. PR stunt for the dude, right? Yeah. Probably. It's yes. it's, a, it's an overreaction and an overcorrection, and then the the overreaction to that overcorrection is after. Um, this this tragic shooting, uh, there were many trans people that were saying that the bill bullied the shooter into doing it, and then, so they were saying like he, you know, this he or she or they identified was a victim as well. And again, when you start getting into this type of shit, like you said, people are being purposely obtuse. Mm -hmm. They're not looking for any common ground. They're looking for something to be adversarial so that they're they can gain ground. Yeah. You know, um, th there's there's no doubt when we look at you talked about me too. There's no way that you can look at some of the stuff from the 70s. You know, what oh, we God. talk about what was the guy Richard Dawson on um uh, game show network you watch it all the time. Oh, he'd like kiss. Oh like my the, god, he'd just grab yeah, the women yeah, yeah. and just he was make very out gropey. With, yeah, like yeah. anybody that could see that and be like, all right. You ever seen that? <laughs> no. no Fa it's well, kind family of, Feud, right? Fa family Feud. I don't know what it was, yeah. but it was I know. Family I remember feud, yeah. a Family Guy made like they, they did a spoof of it. <laughs> like he goes over and like hu like hugs the wife, and he's yeah. like, and right here, and right here. <laughs> like he's giving her like a breast exam. <laughs> he's like, okay, great. <laughs> Dude, this this guy would grab him and start making it. Like, yeah. like, and there yeah. was never a dude that was like, whoa, whoa hey, yeah. Yeah. Why Maybe why? don't. Yeah, he's, he's like Maybe really don't. pushing the fucking boundaries. Like, yeah. he's like, he's like, very like <laughs> Playboy Mansion swinger 70s. Like, hey, it's cool, babe. No, it's my fucking wife. Guy. Yeah. Like, it was definitely no fucking Irish Catholic dads from Boston going on Family Feud no. back then. That, that would have been hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you kissed her. Now you own her. She's yours from now on. Fucking get out. <laughs> like, that's, that's the rules. All right, so now you're you're coming into this at a very, you know, tense time. Yeah, the wrong time. That, well, yes and no, though, right? I, I feel like I feel like it would probably be the best time in history to, you know what I mean? To be, uh, and again, I don't know if it, is it be a, a drag, is it cross-dresser, is it trans? So I, most people would say cross-dresser. So basically a cross-dresser is considered straight, like what I was, like hiding it. You know, whatever, and then drag is gay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they yeah. I learned yeah. something today. Yeah, because drag is more. Now you finally learned something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like the drag queen is like walking up and down the street versus someone like me would be like, oh crap, <laughs> there's oh, the okay. street. Oh my god, someone okay. walked by. Gotcha. So you know, the the the, the crossdresser doesn't want his public life to find out because you know gotcha. who knows it's secretive. Yeah, who more knows secretive. What happens, you know. Okay. Is this the yeah. best time because? You could have worn a wig and tights and uh, rouge in the 70s and been a founding father. So, <laughs> Oh, you mean not. the 1770s? <laughs> <laughs> when you say the 70s? The 70s. Yeah. The you mean 70s, around the bicentennial? I do. I mean yeah. the 18th century, yeah. the 1770s. There you go. You could have been uh, like, you know, from Boston to Sam yeah. Adams. You might yeah. have been John Adams. 
Yeah. Although John Adams didn't wear the wig because he fucking hated the Brits. Wouldn't drink coffee, wouldn't, wear, wouldn't drink tea, wouldn't wear the wig. This is why we still drink coffee in America because those guys hated the Brits so much. Swear to God. Anyway. Way out of my depth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everybody's. That's okay. Yeah, I bring, yeah. I, bring, sometimes. I bring the show to a halt. So anyway. I like about, coffee too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, you like, do you like EDM? What type of music are you into? Yeah, typical. T- like what do you mean like typical? That. Like, like whatever. Like, we don't stereotype around like here. Like, you know, cross-dresser you shit. You know, cross-dresser <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, you yeah. know. Just tip, like, yeah, whatever. Like, share? Uh, I think share. Um, no, my God, nothing. Oh, well, then like fuck that. typical. No. What the fuck? Yeah, no. no share? No. Um, I George mean, I Michael. Know, I know a lot of it. I like George Michael. So, at, at, like, I, I spend most of my time, if I'm out socially at, in the, within the gay community now, uh, I, I kind of was going out downtown and I had to. I had to kind of reel myself back in and get to just where I could heal. Um, but yeah, it, it, you know, I know a lot of like the share songs. There's one where like everybody claps twice. I don't uh, know the name of it or something like that, but yeah, like I love it all. Do you, know, do you but. feel more accepted in the gay community than you do in like normal, uh, what would you consider? Los Solis so, or whatever? Ah, uh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. That That's an easy one, but I'm now ready to kind of go be more public and not put, judgment into other people's minds and like actually see what because I, I i was going out to like fat cats area for like i mean eight nine months and i, I kind of you know whatever i but it, like i didn't have any bad experiences like yeah. none I'd, I'd never had one time where someone was like you know like in my face or something not once interesting not once i mean talking 200 times fat cats like downtown yeah never had a problem has that ever happened to you yeah, no, have you like ever someone every once in a while someone will be at the end of the bar, right? You know, oh my god, what the hell is that down there? Like it's it's probably five out of every but never really to your people. face. Like no, they don't never, they think no. they're oh, being they cower. Slick. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, they all cower when it comes time to yeah, right. Yeah. Well, that's because I'll look at them and I'll say, look, I I know I got hockey, you know. So do you want to take a chance? Let's go of someone <laughs> videotaping you. That'd be yeah. great. You know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, that's also you know that. You just explained right there. That's my libertarian worldview. We focus on the three out of 100 bad people, but there's 97 good people. Regardless of where you are across this country, whether you're right-leading, left-leading, you know, outside of the commies, I fucking hate the commies, but outside of Brooklyn and very small parts of L.A., like, most people are really good. Good people. And you got two or three people, but unfortunately, those two or three people go out of their way to ruin your fucking night. You know, and then you think about them for two fucking weeks, and you don't go out again because of that one person. Yep. You know, and that goes back to what Mickey was saying before. I mean, it's a hard thing to do, but yeah, you got to like compartmentalize the fact that it's not me, it's that person's a dick. Yeah. And it's not you that they're a dick to. That person's a dick to everybody. Yeah. Everybody hates that person. Yeah. That person sucks. It just sucks when you're in that place of self-hate. You, you have no defenses. Mm-hmm. Mm. What, what have you done to get yourself into a place where you, you have an arsenal at, at, at your uh, disposal? The, the meditating, huge help. Um, but really just self-awareness. That's, that's, that's the biggest thing I'm on now is just self-awareness. Like realizing what you do, how you behave, how you react. Like you literally kind of deconstruct your whole sense of self. My whole personality got dismantled and I had to start over because mine was really bad. It was, it was really bad. Um, your personality? Um, <laughs> so just my childhood, like it okay. just really demolished. I mean, my, my sister is still, are your parents still alive? Uh, yeah. Are, are they, I haven't are they spoken aware, to my father. Are they aware in, of your, uh, no, no way. Because my mother is not real. She would just, 
you know, worry about what people think. Like, I can't, it, I wouldn't be telling a real person. I don't know who my but mother you, is. But that, that's interesting that you don't have any, you're not vindictive. You don't, you don't no. want vengeance. You know, there's no hatred in your heart no. when you look at me now, ma. Like, you know. Oh, four months ago? Yeah, I would have been like bad. Yeah, but you didn't I, that's, do it. That's when I know, yeah, that's when I know now that I, I'm, it's, it's a healed feeling when you, you just know. It's kind of like not having cancer anymore or something. Like, you know, whatever. Like, you just know. You're, you feel different. You feel separate. Like, it just doesn't exist. Do you think you will try to reconnect with them? So, I talk to my mother still. I, I haven't spoken to my father in a couple of decades. Uh-huh. But he just sort of, that was him. He just faded out. Um, my mother, we speak, but it's more because she needs us, my sister and I, for supply. And what do you, you mean for supply? Like for that she has shame and she doesn't realize that emotionally she's ashamed of us. I've, that's what I diagnosed. And when I diagnosed mm. that, everything started to make sense is how it flowed down to my sister and I. So she's emotionally ashamed of us. So every phone call, there's like these abrasive disagreements or these things that are said or, oh, my, my friend's son. Oh, he's so successful. Oh, man, you should, you know, sh- you should meet him. And then recently now with strength, I'll say, well, well what was his name? Oh, I don't remember. Well, what does he do? I, 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 I can't remember exactly. Well, what's he make? Like, what makes this guy so yeah, successful? Sure, so sure. she's so just talking try- shit to talk yeah, shit. To, to, to keep me, oops, yeah. to keep me ashamed of myself. To let, to you know me, you're not good to enough. let me know I'm not good enough. And yeah. it's just these little things. So you hang up the phone and you're like, you goddamn, like, you just, you want to like, just, you know. Why'd you keep answering the phone? Um, There's an addiction to that. Still, there's an addict. No, not anymore. Oh, no, huh? there's a, you, you can get You're, addicted you to your to a to a life you can't stand. So in some way, the part of you that didn't feel good enough wanted the affirmation that you weren't good enough. You just think, yeah, there's that, and there's also maybe this is the phone call that she's good to me or something like that. Really? Yeah. yeah. So once I've healed from it, when she throws those at me now, instead of being like skin in the game, now I can say, oh. So this guy sounds Has like that he's a, this guy. So this guy was a real go getter. How the guy you saying so successful? And then she'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, I can fuck with her now instead of, you know, letting those words hurt. Now it's just like, oh, that moment. These guys, like, look at you hanging with these successful guys. Wow. I don't. Yeah. So that was that was the Good shift. For you. How has yeah. she changed now that your behavior? Oh, she has hasn't. She 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 Still doesn't notice that she's a little easier going. And I think I was probably with my tone when we would talk. I was probably attracting some of her negativity because her negativity has sort of subsided. So I was probably attracting it too, just in my, in my tonality. But yeah, it was, it was friggin' bad. It was bad. Circling back to your meditation. I I was just going to ask what uh, your meditation routine was. Oh, so yeah. Right. First thing in the morning, first, first thing in the morning, like while you're still practically half asleep, get yourself to sit up straight and just do it. It's the easiest time. Um, and you just, you know, like, it's like about 15 minutes with him of getting yourself in space. Uh, and then it, once your brain is in theta and your body is essentially asleep, uh, then like you can overwrite programs easier cause your body is su- uh, suggestible. So you yeah, the, the morning one is always the best. The night one I'm probably 40% successful with, but the morning one is awesome. So basically mm. like he'll start saying what, what habit do you want to get rid of? You know, whatever. It's pretty just basic su- suggestions but yeah once once you're there and your your body's asleep you, it, it overwrites now are we gotta you, get you guys to share these with uh, our producers so we can put them on the yeah. so other people can you know reach the benefits as well so yeah. I'm, I'm interested in the concept of meditation mostly because um friends of mine that have that have been very that are that are very religious swear by prayer mm-hmm. um and i've just never been able to get there 
And I, I've never believed when I was speaking that God was listening. I never believed I was talking to. Well, that's your problem. Was it a Catholic God or what? Which God was it? If you, if you, yeah, be, yeah. yeah if if you if you can't believe it, then it's probably nothing's gonna happen. Didn't did I send that thing to you the other day? Yeah, yeah. Where it was Jim Carrey talking about. Correct. He, he's like, uh, my my teacher said if you know if there was ever something I really wanted, this is Jim Carrey's teacher. She was like, I would pray for it and I would I would. Uh, promise to to do something to get it right or to give something in exchange Mm -hmm. and she's like every time i did that i got something so then jim carrey goes he's a kid he goes he uh he promises to do something and he asks for a bike he prays for a bike a couple weeks later a bike's at his house his one of his friends put uh entered him into a raffle and he won that bike but the thing is you have to believe and you have to do something as well you know i mean it's not just like i just give me money yeah, like it's like I, I'm right. gonna I'm gonna work really freaking hard, right. and I'm gonna you know and yeah. and and then you ask for money. I, I'm, you know I'm you have to give of something. It. You have to give to get. No, I, I'm, I'm, in, in many ways, I'm jealous of it. I can't get there. I mean, one of the things that I watch you come out of yoga and see, you know, you're in complete peace. You love the meditation at the end. You stay in there longer. As soon as the yoga is done, just tired, and they start with that bullshit. Like you sit with yourself at the moment. You've earned this. I'm like, all right, peace. Fuck out of here, yogi. Fucking. Why do you, you know? think you don't like it? Uh, he's a cynical comedian. Go figure. He's like, they're that, like, they're like, namaste. Yeah. And he's like, and fuck I'm, you. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna stay here. So <laughs> yeah, I mani- you know, manifest, manifest. That's just prayer with fucking crystals. Like yeah. you know, one, I, I one of the coolest things about meditating is when you're trying to quiet your brain, your body will fight you. Your body will fight you with like it doesn't want to change. It doesn't want to give up. You know, it's dopamine addictions, you know, gambling, porn, whatever the hell you're into. It doesn't want to give that up. So your body will start to say, remember how, you know, your mom treated you like this. Remember what your friends did. Remember that boss that was a dick. Like your body will fight you on the way in. And so what you can do is like it's it's working. You just got to kind of take some notes and say, oh, my God, like these are things that are blocking me from getting in. Yeah, uh, Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people really. Uh, they like, uh, you know, Russell Brand and Win Hoff and all that stuff. And they, they talk about that, about, you know, uh, being cognizant of what you're thinking about instead of meditating. Yeah. And until you can clear your mind, like the, the active participation of meditation. I think mm-hmm. so much of like meditation is just like clear your mind and you're sitting here. You're like, uh, that's a misnomer. Bored. Yeah. Like, I'll right. Like, yeah. Isn't that a, that's, yeah. a, that's, that's for sure. It's like a, it's a myth. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not true. What's that? That it's not like like people say, they think it's supposed to be. I'm just I'm all right. Any thought that comes in, I'm supposed to like throw it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's not. You're, you're, you're you, you, you. It's not being totally thoughtless. What is meditation to you? Like to what, me? What, yeah. Like what is it? Um, I don't. You know, I I don't know. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm the one to ask here. To be honest, I think they're uh, deeper in the meditation game than me. But I know I can. Uh, I have been able to like get to like a, a place where that was like that was cathartic, and I'm not I don't I don't claim to be a good meditator by any means, but like there's times where I could just get in touch with my breath, and that can like kind of uh, like sometimes like it'll it'll I'll, it'll put me to sleep, yeah, you know, but I kind of feel like if that's what's happening, I probably needed that sleep, you know. Do do you you feel the same way, Bill? Um, yeah, I think there's a bunch of different types of meditation. I don't think it's one thing. Um, and you work a ton and you work late nights. Do you, do you feel like meditation helps you, you know, maintain performance or? Yeah, it's a game changer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk, talk about more. Would you, so we were, we talked about it on last Monday. I'm more like, I'm a, I'm a white belt in meditation. 
you're you're what a purple belt or Probably so closer to purple yeah. yeah i've been doing it for like a decade yeah what got you to yeah, talk about it um originally it was the premise that like my performance would be enhanced like i listened to the tim ferris show sure. and he was like some of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet are meditating and yeah. it's helping them to achieve results so it started with that and then it I realized it helped me to relax more and be more self-aware and better understand where things are going well and not well, helping me to heal my own body and be like, maybe I should chill out. Um, so it just keeps evolving into more and more. What's this idea of like the extreme meditation? Are you familiar with this at all? With people like David Goggins, you run 10 miles, you stand and get your body into that, into that, you know, place of uh, the people who dive into Wim Hof again, the, you know, the, the ultra cold water, the, these extreme environments to, to put your body in and then you can get in better touch with your, your mind, I guess, is the idea. Again, I, I don't, it's, I don't it's, know. It's, it's basically all a way to get in touch with like source like the source of like the energy there's like a quantum field that's that's the thing that connects everybody so this was he uh dr joe like he worked with like with einstein's research so ultimately like he looks at they, they were doing a, an experiment where einstein's looking at an atom in a, in a under a microscope but you have to have an observer present so when the observer goes into the room the atom disappears and when the observer leaves the room the atom reappears which is showing you that we affect matter like our energy affects matter and so it kind of starts there. And so the source of matter is in with, within the atoms. It's, it's, you'd have to kind of read the book, but so I don't butcher it, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's just incredible. But you are, when you really get there, you're just source and you feel like your body is, is regenerated. Like you just everything, like it's, you, you're, it's almost like just love is just pumping out of your stomach. Interesting. Yeah. What do we got in the comments, Aubrey? Honestly, not many questions for her. There is one question that stood out for you. Have you ever been banned from a comedy club for telling jokes, or is that a throwaway? No, I oh, have. No, that no, happened. No, that happened. Uh, tell the story. All right, sure. I, I'm not going to say which comedy club, and, it, and she's a pretty famous comic now, so I'm not going to say who she is either. Uh, but I was at uh, a club, and uh, I, when you're a house comic, you sit there and you do three or four shows a night, making 25 bucks a set. And uh, I was still drinking pretty heavy back then so first show second show there, there had been some shooting and this girl was just holding court all night about evil white men and the, the patriarchy and guns and blah 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 and by the third by the by the the third show i was probably about six manhattans in and i finally was like let, let me ask you a fucking question with all due respect oh shit <laughs> what's a more likely scenario that i would need a gun to kill you or that you would need a gun to stop me right everything that you fucking have is thanks to a gun. I, I, I don't like anything that you're saying, but I have to let you say it. Because if I don't, a man with a gun will threaten to put me in a cage for the rest of my fucking life. Like, your whole career you owe to a gun. And she was just like flabbergasted. And then she turned on the victim fucking, you know, pulled the victim card. Did you just threaten to kill me? I was like, that was your fucking takeaway from this? And then the other guys were like, no, it's not cool, bro. And I'm like, the same applies for you guys. I can fucking kill all of you with my bare hands. You know that, right? Like, the guns are the reason I'm not doing that. Like, anyway, email the next day. Did you threaten to kill so-and-so fucking last night? I was like, no, I fucking oh, didn't. No, well, hey, look, you know, you're suspended from the fucking club. And I'm like, well, fuck, you know, fuck you if you think I actually did. And then they were like, fuck me. No, you can never work here ever again. Oh, no. Yeah, so that's that. So, so you're banned? I'm life. banned. There's no way to repair that? <sighs> the, they couldn't afford me anymore. So prosperity is the best revenge. Hmm. Yeah. 
but uh, that, but again, that that the victim industrial complex. I hate more than anything else on earth. I wouldn't apologize. I would double down on what I said. Don't get mad at me for fucking being right. You know what I'm saying? You, right. She, so, she gee, a, how the fuck is Vince McMahon my boss? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the picture? Did no, I didn't the see picture? the picture, and I still don't totally get it. Who are you gonna <laughs> wrestle first? Look, right, look you that. did ask. I look did at that say guy. I look at that guy. Who's the who's the best? Who is the best? Do you know anything about WWE? Of course, okay. that's that's real. We got we had Sal Greco on two weeks ago, who uh, who who lives life as a Roman Reigns cosplay. Acknowledge I'll, him. I'll do him. Oh, yeah. I acknowledge you. I acknowledge him. I acknowledge you. Roman Reigns, Cody. Look, if Mickey G decided not to go after uh, the welterweight title, he would be the number one wrestler in the world tomorrow. You, wow. and, and, I, and and he shouldn't uh, go after any of these troglodytes. You know who's one of the best wrestlers what? in the is fucking it world? A troglodyte. <laughs> a troglodyte. <laughs> Uh, a chocolateite? Now, he, now he's. Is that there. a racist term? Now look at him. Yeah, just because yeah, you look cro magnet doesn't mean you are. The world needs to know he's got 120 IQ, this fucking guy. So I'd like to see him wrestle either one of two guys. Okay. One, Logan Paul. Right. Two, that was my first thought. Patty Mac. Pat McAfee versus the boy. The boy, Mickey G. Maybe a fucking triple threat, hell in a cell, fucking cage match. WrestleMania, you got Mick G, Logan Paul, and fucking Patty Mac. That would be tight. Make it happen, uh, Vince. G, G escort me to the ring. And you too, know, right? and you know how you know how it. I can see it right now. I can see fucking. He's got him stacked. He just fucking wrecks both of them. He's got him fucking stacked. He's got Logan Paul's limp, lifeless body laying on top of fucking old school Patty Mac. He goes to the top rope because he's a real fucking G. And then out of nowhere, out of nowhere. That weasel CM Punk comes out and fucking gets retribution, takes a fucking chair to the old ACL, and the fucking kid tumbles. Patty Mac rolls over. He gets the one, the two, but then the big guy comes in and saves him before the three count, and that's it. Then I pick up the Mick, pull him on the fucking, put him on the fucking Patty Mac. We get the one, we get the two, we get the three. Wow. The fucking champ gets the strap. Vince McMahon, are you hiring? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is right there. There you go. Yeah, Logan Paul gets in there somewhere. What happens to him? Oh, you know what he did? Logan Paul knocked me out earlier. And that's why I wasn't able to see CM Punk oh, coming. That's why you weren't able to help yeah, my but then ACL. I, but then fucking, as as us Irish do, I recover from the concussion just in time yeah, right, to right. get in At there. a rampant rate. You got okay, right. to fucking recover from the yeah. concussion. <laughs> I got to tell you, Vince, I'd watch that. I'd watch that. <laughs> Al Snow, I know you're listening. Make it happen. I know you're an AEW guy. But make it happen, buddy, okay? I'm just saying. Is uh, fucking Scott Triple H and Steph still involved oh, in yeah. wrestling? Yeah. They are? Steph stepped down, though, no? Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know, there's some, like, palace intrigue. I think they tried to take it over from the old man after he got caught, you know, with oh, his hand in the cookie shit. jar. Yeah. And man. then uh, he let them run it for a little bit. It was like, this ain't it. And he just went. Yeah. Yeah. How old is Vince McMahon? Anyone know? Mm-mm. Uh, he's in the seventies. He's in the seventies. I don't That's know. Good. Yeah, and he's a true success story. He grew up oh, in a trailer. Beast. You know, did he really? Yeah, he grew up in a trailer in North Carolina. His pops uh, owned the. He, I don't think he lived with his dad, but his dad owned like so. It was all uh, regional, right? Yep. Like there, yep. his dad owned the New York area. There'd be like, you know, like an Ohio area. Like all, it'd be all around. There'd be you know in that, then down south, 
And Vince McMahon ended up buying out all the regions, you know what I mean, and made it worldwide. 77. 77. That worth that worth as of this morning, $2.9 billion. Oof. That's going to probably bump because he was bought by Endeavor, right? That's right. And it's going public. He was bought. And it's going nice. public. They didn't buy anything. It's true. It's true. Look at look how competitive he is. I'm just confused. He, he gets nothing out of this, but he's like, Dana would never be bought. <laughs> Dana does the buy. Daddy Dana. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, so anyway, back to uh, back to the task at hand. The transitioning. Uh, young kids and stuff like that. What do you, what are your thoughts? Uh, have you yeah, had any I, any like surgeries? No. No. Nothing. Do you I plan on? I, I I think so. I think I will. I, I kind of gave myself like a January first next year. What do you think you're going for? Uh, like what? Like boobs? Yeah, just boobs. Like okay. that would start. I don't know. Okay. I, I just I did that to myself to make myself have a a compass. You know what I mean? And like prove me wrong, right? January first, we start something pills or something. Prove me wrong. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that. Mm. But as far as kids, I mean. Look, you know sometimes with a kid. You know what I mean? Like, you know some kids are just, you know, it's it's like super flamboyant. You know when the kid comes out and the mom's like, son, <laughs> you were flamboyant, yeah, yeah. you know, in the nursery, right? So, but, I mean, I, I'm not qualified to, God, I mean. No, that's not true. It's hard to put a rule on it. But, no, I mean, I had I had to have a cousin who's gay. I not a surprise. Yeah. yeah. Right. It happened. So, I mean, not a surprise. If, what would have been the ideal situation for you, your exposure I, as a kid, so I that you would have better understood what was happening? Yeah, it would, have, it would have been a bad decision for me, at least initially, because I, I you know, I wanted to connect with my friends. Sure. And to do that would have been like, you know, you're ostracized, it's over. So, huh. um, it, it's, it's a tough one for me to answer. Huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I think it would have to be like, you know, if you really just know. You know, if your kid, you, you know when you know. Uh-huh. I, I, for that, then, yeah, I, I, I think that's a beautiful thing the earlier you can do it. Do you what think- about the people who are having, like, a remorse about, like, like regretting it later down the road? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, but that's yeah. the thing. Like, and as society, we need to protect the most vulnerable, right? Like, I understand that, that you know, you have both sides where it's like, you know, this is what that person feels like in the moment. Right, but also it's pretty irreversible and irrevocable damage that's being done. You're, right. you're cutting out parts of your anatomy, yeah. or you're 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 taking hormones at a time when your body, like, you know, I, I wanted to be a major league baseball player. There's nobody in the world that would have let my dad give me steroids at 12 years old until I was fucking 25. It's mm-hmm. too bad. Right. Yeah, right. Like, sorry, dad. There's nobody that would have done that. That would have been seen, he would have been put in jail. Right. Right. And these hormones are steroids. I mean, these hormones are, are what they are, right. and they're, they're going to change someone's physiology. They're going to change their mental capacities. You, you, you wouldn't let a 12-year-old go fucking buy a pack of smokes. You wouldn't let a 12-year-old fucking go and... Agreed. You know, get you know, drink alcohol. Look, you you give them as much help with the mental aspect as mm-hmm. they need. Mm-hmm. That I think we can all agree on. Like, yeah. you shouldn't have had to wait until this late in your life to come to the realization of this is the center of my pain and this is the manifestation yeah. of, of of that pain. Right. Yeah. So I think if you had had access to better, you know, mental health and and, and it that's wasn't what I was thinking. Like, young, what if younger, instead of like going through with uh. Like, uh, what do they call like hormones? Yeah, it, it was like like you had to go through like a like therapy first, sure. or like kind of yeah. like a psychiatrist right. where you can kind of talk this stuff through and right. see if this is the proper 
you know, way to go. Mm-hmm. Maybe something like that. I'll, I tell, don't know. You, I'll tell you they why. They used to require that. They, they, they still, did. They, they still, still do, do okay. to a certain level, yeah. but it's it's uh, the well's poison. And they all got to pay for that, yeah. right? Well, they, they, that's where I was going. Stuff, you know exactly like, where I'm going with yeah. it. Yeah. The the well is poisoned because the people that they're sending the kids to are far biased towards these hyper left wing uh, postmodern. Right. We probably shouldn't like send ideals. money to Ukraine and like kind of focus on like helping out over here with people. You know <laughs> how, what I mean? How a dare more? you? How dare you? What do you mean? How dare you, sir? What? Do so, you not so, know what the... So we talked about the four people you could have at your... Like at your... Uh, at a dinner. Like if sure. you had a four people you could just pick to have at... Uh, at his, historically, whatever, dead or alive. Um, could you imagine what George Washington would have to say to Biden? Oh, you know what I mean? Would it be great? Like, he, you know what I mean? You're supposed to stick to probably, He'd probably smack your... him around a lot is what he probably did. Rip him a new asshole. He probably wouldn't have much talking. He'd be like, motherfucker. You did what? What happened now? You said how much money to where? Meanwhile, For people what? are suffering over here. But just Crazy. Think, but just think about that, right? Joe Biden is trying to pass. Whether you agree with it or not, just think about the, the fucking this sentence I'm about to say. Joe Biden is trying to pass anti-gun legislation in America while sending American money to the Ukraine to buy fucking guns. That's a 100% true statement. We're trying to pass anti-gun legislation in America so American citizens can't have access to firearms while those American citizens' money is being taxed and sent to the Ukraine for those people to buy firearms. Whether you agree with it or not, everyone's a fucking. Whether you agree with it or fucking not, that is the reality of a situation that's happening right now. We're talking about billions of dollars, you know. And and again, circling back to to the issue of trans, a transition child over the term of that transitioning period Mm. is worth two point two million dollars per in insurance fees alone. So there is there is. An incentive that's not talked about outside of the political spectrum where most of these psychiatrists that, that they talk to and most of these, these school counselors, they tend to be women. They tend to be left wing. Mm-hmm. They have that, that broken bird. You heard the broken wing theory. Mm-hmm. So the, there's these, these type of women that tend into these, these positions because they have like hyper intense uh, overly motherly instincts. They see a broken bird and they and they want to like nurse it back to life. Uh-huh. And they they their personal validation comes from that. So now everywhere they look, they see broken wings. Right. Uh-huh. And now they have to save. They they they're like constantly have. It's a savior complex, really. So they're talking to these people, and they're like, you know, this, this person might be having, and I, I forget this woman's name. She was on Joe Rogan and she was fantastic. And she's like, Dude, Joe, I've been a feminist for 20 years. I've been a doctor. I, I You know, I'm not some right-wing nut. But the people that are used to cut themselves in high school mm-hmm. and look for attention, they were outcasts or they, you know, they, they were internalizing pain, they would become anorexic or the bulimic or they'd cut themselves, which is bad in its own right, but you survive it and you, you live a life. A high propensity of those people are now becoming uh, gender fluid or trans or something like that. And it's irrevocable, the damage, once you get pills and surgery involved. Right. Yeah. Mm. And the, when they, whether they can grow out of this, whether it's their painful transmission, transformation, they can wake up at 21 and be like, I was never any of that. I was, right. I, I, I was just struggling through puberty. Yeah. Right. And now they're fucked. Yeah. 
you know, and that's yeah. that's something that we again. You and this goes something you don't emotionally understand. And this goes back to what you said earlier, which I, I couldn't agree with more. It's less about pandering to the extremes and more about finding common ground. Yeah. But there is this idea, especially in LA, uh, it's a status symbol almost now to have yeah. a you know a trans or a non-binary or you know a, a child. Yeah. Uh, whereas it was hyper repressed. Perhaps that's an overcorrection as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and in your community, my question to you would be, if you're hanging in the gay community and you're preaching moderation, how is that being uh, received in, in those communities? So when you say moderation... So, so if, you're, if you're in a gay community... And my bias towards it is like this is you know far left wing pride whatever we want to do dance down the street fu- you know like oh, okay. I'm talking where I grew up Greenwich Village fucking Halloween weekend there are no rules like this is yeah. the, you know so most of the people that I hang out with are servers bartenders things like that so they're all pretty regular you know you have your sure. your campy and your you know the 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 out there but yeah there's probably two percent of them are extreme either way are, are these conversations happening in your community are people talking about these sort of things or is the idea that you're constantly under attack we just have to band together yeah it's it doesn't really come up um it hasn't come up with me at all um you know i think drag queens will will talk about it but um yeah i haven't heard it discussed at all usually it's you know you just you're there to kind of one of the cool things about the gay community is just I, I, everybody's been through something. You know, everybody's been bullied or afraid of being, being bullied. So there's just there's there's a different level. Hasn't every person been through something? Yeah, but in the you straight, mean something in, more in the, that everyone the, shares? Yeah, in, that in, the, in the bro culture, you have to put up. Yeah, that didn't bother me. You know, like whatever. Versus in the gay, people are like, tell me how you feel about that. Oh, so know? they're more in touch, maybe, with yeah. their feelings. Yeah. Okay. Very, very much. So. Are there people that abuse that so. though? Are there people that like it's it's bad again? Preaching moderation is bad when it's like, bro, I'm not gonna cry. It's like your dad died. It's okay right. to cry. Yeah. You know, or but the other side of that is also like the person that constantly needs the fucking affection and affirmation. And right. Yeah. Like, very like affected. Yeah. yeah. It's like you know they're just yeah. getting off the sweet sweet victim juice, bro. Like you yeah. know. Can't, and I obviously I have a fucking very adverse effect to the to the victim shit. I can't yeah. stand the victim yeah. shit. Know what Aurelius said about that? Because you know it's been my guy lately. Mm. Said every every person suffers, um, but not every person pities themselves. Who said that? Aurelius. Oh, really? Yeah. And he said um, every every person dies, but not everybody dies whining. That's interesting. One more time with that. Every person suffers, but not every person pities themselves. And that's what you want to aspire to. And every person dies, but not every person dies whining. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Do, do you uh, do you feel like since you've come out as Jessica in this community, you've gotten more adulation? You've, you've gotten more acceptance? Yeah. Now, do you see yourself seeking that out more as well? No. So that was when I met you, that's where I was. Everything was, as they, it's called, like, supply. You know, like a narcissist will have supply where they have people they, they know they can brag to or whatever. So it was definitely my, my supply that I would go to feel approved and accepted. So I was still figuring myself out. Um, but no, I've, I've just honestly, the, I, the hardest thing was that you're doing something and it's all compartmentalized. And it's like, I should, I'm supposed to be getting shamed and I'm not. And so then you're kind of just like living in that dopamine, like, oh my God, I'm, I'm being like, you know, these beautiful girls and, and cool people and guys alike, and they're all being cool to you. And you're just like, 
I would have these moments where you're like, this makes no sense. Like I, you know, I just, I should be getting strung up by my toes. So I'm just now, like I said, starting to actually look at myself, not at my past, but as what's right here. Mm. So it, I'm, I'm now, just getting are, are you, are you still religious at all? No, I denounced Catholicism. Uh, when I was at my bottom and I felt afraid to pray and I felt guilty about praying and I felt, yeah, but is it the our father? Did they change the words? Am I supposed to do a hail Mary after all this stuff? And I was at, when you're at the bottom and you're looking at death, you're looking into your soul and you're just like, and I'm like, why am I afraid to pray? Some guy will say it's arrogant to pray to God. And you have all these things. And I was like, you know what? I don't need to go read a book. He's here, isn't he? I, you know, if you're in, if you get in an accident, they don't take you to a church; they take yeah. you to the hospital. So, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm cutting out religion. I'm cutting out everything, as, as my parents put me in that position. And a, probably a day later, it all hit. It was like, no, I'm guided. I, I do believe in God. So you believe in a God? A, a God? Creator, yeah, because yeah, it, it hit me. It was like too much has happened too fast for this to come to life and the guidance and the breadcrumbs in life to follow. So I absolutely believe in something, interesting, but no label to it. Yeah. No, no, no Catholicism. It, that's, it's guilt. It's, it's, you know, it is very guilt based. It's a lot of guilt. And you, yeah. you know, he's going to hell and you're going to hell. And Sky cop. Yeah. yeah. So I just, I walked away from it. Well, but before we begin to wrap up here, do we have anything in the comments? So I, I, I know we're do a you guys have a four, there four people that you'd want to uh, go to dinner with that are alive. Anyone got anyone? You guys? Oh yeah, yeah, we did I, ours. I got my fourth. We, we, Go for we it. did real ours quick, real quick, on Friday. It. Yeah, we do our we do ours on Friday. Well, yeah, we did ours. I'll, I'll run it real on quick. Friday. I picked uh, I picked Babe Ruth, Mike why? T- because I think like I just think he's got to have some great stories. Right. You know what I mean? He was he was alive in a crazy time. He was one one of a kind. Um, I think I t- I took Mike Tyson. I feel like uh, like he's uh, grown so much. He's got his like he's like a philosopher nowadays. You know what I mean? It's been interesting to watch his whole journey and path. Um, I took Marcus Aurelius, who he was. Uh, I talk, we talked about him on, on on Friday, but he was the uh, meditations, right? Yes, yep. he wrote he wrote meditations. He was a king, Warrior but he was philosopher. like a philosopher, right? So he was very like he had he had everything at his fingertips, and he only like he lived virtuously. Um, and Joe Rogan, mm. yeah. But my real one, my real one was my my. Uh, two grandfathers, my dad and my great grandfathers. But I figured I'd pick a sexier one of like celebrities. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Who would yours be? Oh man, I was thinking the whole time. I would say definitely Dr. Joe Dispenza, mm-hmm. um, and probably like just a handful of my ex girlfriends. <laughs> Do some apologizing. <laughs> yeah, just, you know. you can, I feel answer. like you can make that dinner happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's, I mean, yeah, that's very yeah, possible. We, let's set it up. <laughs> we'll set it up. We'll set it up. It. Right. We'll have it live. Yeah. yeah. We'll give us their number. We'll invite them. Yeah. Uh, we'll invite just them. Just like a thing and be like, hi. Uh, go ahead. I think uh, probably like my most interesting ancestors like so people that came way before me so i can better understand where we came well from that's why my real one was. is my is my grandfather's dad and uh great-grandfather yeah because i feel like the like family like that's the people who are going to be most like you yeah. they're going to have this the same closest to the same dna all that shit yeah and some you of know? your past family was probably like super interesting some of them were bad motherfuckers like we made it here right 100%. so i would like to sit down with four of the baddest motherfuckers in my lineage from like the past thousand years maybe uh, well, we're running low on time, and I want to ask you right. one more question. But right. uh, mine is uh, 
Ben Franklin, Caesar, Hitler, and Jesus. And uh, if you want to know why, tune into Friday. So, uh, real quick, nice. just before we get out of here, and I want to thank you so much for for being brave and coming here and doing this, especially in this political climate. You had to know, especially we follow each other on social media. Mm. You had you had to know that one is going to be softballs all day, and you handled <laughs> yeah. it really well. Yeah. What would you tell? Uh, 15-year-old you now. If there's a kid listening to this, if you got a kid, you know, Mickey Gall's a, a big UFC guy. He's got fans all over the world. If there's a high school kid listening right now that's heard everything that you said and said, man, that sounds like me, what what a piece of advice would you give them? Yeah, where everything that you're afraid of, that's that's your task. That's your mm. – if you're afraid of if what someone thinks of you, that needs to go right on the on the table. If you're afraid – whatever you're afraid of, you know, bullies, whatever it is, we're the ones most times, I mean, obviously, if, if you're getting hit and things like that, but yeah, the, the just everything that you're afraid of is never as bad as we make it out to be. Amen. Don't don't lose too much time to fear. Don't lose too much time to fear. Mm-hmm. I love that. Fortune That's favors awesome. the bold. I love that. Excellent. Yeah. For, yeah. Wi- for Wild Bill, Slick Mick the Ruler, Skirt. Jessica Fox, do you want uh, to give out your socials? Do you want to keep them private? Do you want uh, people to no, follow yeah. you or not? Uh, give out your socials, please. If people want to have a conversation, hit up. Uh, Jay, hold on one second. It's, I like that you don't totally know. <laughs> That's gangster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jay Fox, F A W K E S, Jay Fox 2021. Jay Fox 2021. Wild Bill? At Bill Hendrickson. Bill Hendrickson. Yeah. Wild Bill. Thanks for joining us again, Wild Bill. Wild Bill, thanks Hell for coming yeah. all the way up. Here. For the great one, Slick Mick the Ruler, for Christian in the booth over there, Omri coming to us uh, from Gas Digital. Thanks, Bobby, for getting us up and running. I am Gerard Michaels. This has been Slick and Thick. Check out Rudy's Flowers, WI.com, and enjoy the next selection on Gas Digital. We'll be back Friday at 1 o'clock. Peace. Peace.